Hello, hello. This is the Ian Prendercast, another Carlton podcast. We're brought to you as always by 121 Media and MGA. We've been over it recently. They're just MGA these days. We're going to get straight into it. Timber's trying to get Fabaganusha's attention with his phone. Fabaganusha's not looking at all. What's on the phone? Uh, Pete Matera's just had a heart attack. Peter Matera, former West Coast Eagles wingman. Has had a heart attack, yeah. Tim, Tim. Rushed to hospital where he reportedly had two stents inserted. Tim. I digress. <laughs> you two have got this extraordinary knack of just bringing the mood down just right as we get going. We don't <laughs> want to start on heart attacks. <laughs> We've been keeping a list of people who are dead of late, so... Uh, well... He is alive. Uh, yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> as far as we know. For now. I mean, while we're keeping the mood down, uh, when I worked at Mount Waverley Post Office... <clears throat> it was the uh, uh, Tom Petty died. He had, he had a heart attack. Mm. And anyway, the news came through. A big uh, Johnny Andreessen uh, puts his head down the aisle and uh, yells out that um, Tom Petty's had a heart attack. And then <clears throat> someone said, you know, oh, no, that's no good. Oh, how's he going? And he goes, yeah, he's going. I think he's all right. He's all right. Yeah, he's not too bad. And then two minutes later, he goes, scratch that. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Life moves pretty fast. Well, it does at the uh, Australia Post. Let's hope there's not a repeat. Uh, that of course is Timbo Slice, the good doctor. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm yeah. I just oh, it just you grapple with a day like yesterday where you, <laughs> you go sound anguished. Yeah, you sound like Re- <laughs> Macho you know, Man Randy Savage. <laughs> 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 the cream goes in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was really proud of what we did yesterday. Um, there, there was a range of emotions. Um, I don't like losing to Collingwood. Few do. And we got so damn close to pinching a game that we genuinely had no right in winning yesterday. Um, and we fought it out. And we've always talked about what our old Carlton would do. I was really happy that we got as close as we did yesterday. Not satisfied with it. But there was still enough that you take away from it going, I really like what this club and this group of players is representing at the moment. So I'm okay. I'm okay. It was a classic Tim moment yesterday, Fabian. I don't I don't think it was on the text, though. It was on Twitter, which made it even better, to be honest, because if it's just amongst us, it sort of loses its gravitas. People don't... I don't think they... I don't think the fans out there appreciate some of the lunacy that comes out of Tim's mouth. So to, for them to experience it firsthand in the open the forum... Wire. In the open forum that is Twitter. So... We, this is another, it's a great moment, it's yet another chapter in the Good Doctor's big book of medicine. Tim is not in any way a doctor. He has not studied it, he has maintained a weird interest from afar, yet he has no issue diagnosing and assigning rehab for Jacob Wiedering from his seat. He's 200 metres away. There's concrete and rebar and glass and steel separating him and Jacob Wiedering, and he's on Twitter going, AC joint, yeah, you'll miss two. I was at home. <laughs> Well, you weren't even at the venue. Even there. And you're just going, what is happening? Well, yeah, okay. A lot of people showing people their phones on the pod tonight. It's not a good start. Just extraordinary stuff, Nimbo. And you know what the funniest part about it for me is? It's like a game of Boulder Dash. You say it so confidently. I'm so good at that game. You, play it, you, play, <laughs> you say it so confidently that you actually give people pause to think, does he know what he's talking about? Well, he, he, he had a 15-minute uh, explanation this morning. Gave me a 15 minute explanation this morning as to why the fishing wire will 
He's not it. a surgeon. Yeah, this, no, I'm going to give it to you. So he <laughs> tells me. It takes him 15 minutes. This is what they do. It's popped out. It, it's basically fishing wire. They pull it in there. Adam told me. It Adam's not a doctor no, hold either. On, hold, on, hold on, Adam had the same injury. <laughs> this is the best part, Timber. Your ending killed me. So they've done it to Adam, and they've said, two weeks, you can pull it back up in there, fix it all up, and in two weeks you'll be able to play. Right? Adam missed the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Adam missed the rest of the year. It was round two. <laughs> In fairness, Port, Port were like two and 12. And I don't think they, they knew what they had with Kingers, so they weren't rushing him back. Mm. <laughs> but, but, the way was, but he did double down on the fishing wire. He said it's, it's essentially fishing wire. Well, they actually said it's quite Jarvis funny. Jarvis Walker. Well, because basically the end of your... Your, your clavicle sits in a groove. What are you doing? No, no, I'm just telling you. This <laughs> is, hey, he knows. This is what I know. He's so, got a cadaver at home. He's just like, <laughs> no, but evidently, if, if the ligament ruptures, basically your, your, your collarbone just pops up. It just sits up. So And, and all the, the surgery is, is put it back in. And it just comes back to, because that stabilises the joint. And it's just can... So it's just about reinforcing the collarbone. Well, it's more reinforcing the shoulder joint, I reckon. The, the collarbone just sits up, but you just so long as he hasn't fractured anything in the collarbone, like they'll, it, it won't be invasive surgery to fix it. But but how ready, you are the doctor, Tim? But how ready, ready <laughs> how is do he? You to, know this. He does. He is. I just this love is, this. This is legit. This is, this this is, is genuinely what you just legit. said. If people re- rewind that forty-five odd seconds, you would think we had Doctor Peter Larkins on giving an <laughs> expert opinion. I, I, he is a project I, I, I manager. I go to Timbo more than I would Doc Larkins. <laughs> I told you the greatest medical answer of all time was given by Tim on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, ah. and he was wrong. <laughs> he was wrong. No, I was right. <laughs> but you blew Eddie away, and he was like, "Well, this guy knows what he's talking about." Yeah. Unfortunately, what you were right. Well, I was right. He was going down the right track. He yeah. just got... Yeah, so wrong. he was wrong. <laughs> didn't get the answer right, but I why? love that when the doctor... Like, just imagine that. Like, does that cut it at surgical level? It's like um, the, the Sebastian Maniscalco joke about... Uh, he goes, have you got any... What did he say? He goes, we've got any Jewish or Asian doctors back there? He goes, I always get nervous of a Dr. Aqualani. <laughs> he goes, at least give me someone who I know studied for the test. <laughs> Timbo's sitting there going, you know, Eddie, I, thought, I believe it's, uh, it's the uh, plantar fasciitis as blah, blah, blah. And he's soaking... And he's like, you're wrong, though. <laughs> imagine if you actually saw someone and they said A, B, C, and D, and it was actually one, two, and eight. He went, great. Could you imagine Timbo's GP when Timbo rocks up? Look, I've taken throat cultures. These are, <laughs> this is the evidence. <laughs> I just think I need some amoxicillin. He goes, I put myself through the uh, MRI I've got downstairs. In the, <laughs> I've studied my own results. Uh, that man, of course, you can hear in the background uh, is Faber Ganoush. And given a conversation that we had via text last night, I'm a bit concerned about what you're going to bring to the table today. Buonasera ragazzi. Against my better... Not my better judgment, but... <laughs> Really, against my wishes, I did struggle through and sit through watching the game. Because you did tell me, you revealed I haven't watched any of it. And I said, it's going to make tomorrow a bit difficult. No, no. I said, obviously, you knew I hadn't watched it because I was in Bendigo yesterday. Why were you in Bendigo? We were at the uh, Elvis. Uh, oh, yeah. Direct Why from is Graceland. that in Bendigo? We asked ourselves a question whilst driving up there and driving back. Was it good? Kelly had fun. That's all that was important. Okay. The kids were a bit... Harvey was good. Harvey was just look, looking around. I don't think he was thrilled, it's but like, he was like... What is this? But he didn't complain. But was Alexander a couple of times was just flopped on the floor. Just, uh, <laughs> we walked in and legitimately, one minute after being there, after a two-hour drive where he sat down, I'm tired and wanted to be carried. Because you can't be tired. Because what are you talking about? You haven't used your legs in two and a half hours. <laughs> You've taken six steps. Uh, 
So yeah, it was just, good. just for clarity's sake, Elvis, of course, is dead. He's on the list. Yeah, he's on the um, list. So obviously, I get back. I know the result. Sorry, just to stop you there for one moment, because yes. we are going to now digress away from Elvis. Have you you've seen it? Have you seen the trailer for the new movie, the Baz Luhrmann movie? Saw it movie? today. Yeah. How bad does Tom Hanks's performance look? How Tom Hanks looks worse than Brett Ratner at the moment. I get that he's got the he, he Colonel Tom Parker. The, I get that he's got the big jowly sort of thing, yeah. but I'm like, just just speak like Tom Hanks because that voice he's doing is bad. I guess, as you say, you might just have to see it in full context. But interesting. It looks interesting. I, lo- I like the look of it. Yeah, it I, I think Baz Luhrmann does amazing things. So. It's very theatrical and very yeah. big. Yeah. I think that the young guy, Austin Butler, I think he looks sort of okay. It's interesting. Elvis is a bit like... I remember seeing someone talking about the uh, Oliver Stone film about Richard Nixon. Yeah. Nixon. Appropriately titled. Um, and he, <laughs> I wonder and he, what their inspiration was there. <laughs> just, what should we call this? Um... Emmys for amnesia. Yeah. <laughs> but he said, he goes, casting, I think they've got Anthony Hopkins, who of course looks nothing like Richard Nixon. Very good actor. But he goes, no one in history has looked like Richard Nixon, let alone an actor. And it's sort of like that with Elvis in a way. You're like, no one really looks like Elvis. Hard to pull it off. It's actually really difficult to cast him or to cast someone because you're like, no one really, no one really kind of looks like him. It's That's why he's the king. Yeah. Uh, He's got that signature look. <laughs> I remember seeing something many years ago, but they basically said in, in let's say, 1972, there was 5,000 Elvis impersonators in the world, and in 1992, there was 175,000 Elvis impersonators, and they basically said on that, like extrapolating the data, in 2025, <laughs> every second man will be an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> it's like Carlton Podcasts. Yeah, it's a little bit like that. It's going to be a very competitive market. Um, Favourite Elvis song before we move on? Uh, well, what's where, the, where Cartman's voice goes high? In the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> no, Marie's the name for me. Brilliant song. Very good. Uh, Mine's a toss-up between Suspicious Minds and Burning Love. Okay. Mm. He's got some bangers. Which are very, very... And when he really sings, too. He's got some bangers. American Trilogy. That's that's Kelly's one. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to checking the movie out. She also loves his rendition of um, Bridge Over Troubled Water. Yeah. My wife, a massive fan. Massive fan of Elvis. And, and, And I think that's the thing, like... He became a little bit of a cartoon character later. He became in his like an, an impression of himself. Very much so. Very much so. And I think there is now a like there are a lot of people in society that are aware that there was a guy named Elvis, but are completely unaware of. He ruined his that body name for everyone else, didn't he? Because you cannot. You, it's like not in the same way. No one will ever be called Adolf again. <laughs> no, exactly. No. Right. Clearly, ruined well, that for Co- everyone. Is Elvis Costello's real name Elvis? Uh, I actually don't know. Maybe. Kind of like Nicky Winmar's middle name was Elvis. Neil Elvis. Yeah, but like the idea is like very, very, very. You're not coming up with like little baby or Elvis. Yeah, little baby <laughs> Elvis. Um, yeah, looking forward to the movie. Go on with what you were saying. I don't know what you were talking about. I don't know. I just got Elvis in my head now. Elvis in the comeback special looked amazing. Amazing. Is that, you, that's not peak Elvis though. Pe- that's peak Elvis. Nah, from, peak Elvis is the what was the on was it when Ed Elvis Sullivan? Came, when Elvis came out in the black leather. That's iconic Elvis, but peak Elvis is like that, you know, blue, um, blue Hawaii and like, um, I've said this before, I think I've, I've said it on pod, 
Apple need to team up with fun musicians and do fun retro like 45-minute Elvis-style movies and build like an album around it and do like really silly – like, you know, it was always like a race car driver. Yeah. Do really stupid stuff like that where you sing the songs in them. It's basically a 45-minute music video mm. with six or seven songs that are obviously Apple, Apple Music, whatever. Yeah. I reckon it'd be – And people would love it. That's people why people a- love that dog shit movie – uh, but Rhapsody. Rhapsody. It's just you just love the songs. The movie is horrible. The acting in it is okay. Oh, come on, I can put in fake teeth. That's all it was. Oh, he's he, that is one of the worst performances to ever win. And best actor. Best actor. And the worst thing is, what did it get? Cinematography. Now got, no, got best Ed- editing. editing. It's, it's the greatest <laughs> comment of all time. He said, "It's some guy tweeted. It looked like it was done on iMovie." No, some guy. Some guy. Yeah, I think he was an editor himself. And yeah. some guy tweeted, "It's the award for best editing, not most editing." <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, we've digressed. We don't really want to talk about the game. Yeah, it's a bit like um, that, isn't it? if Tim, uh, mate, if Fabian had seen Top Gun, we'd be talking about that. This is very true. Uh, yeah, I don't know what you were talking about prior to me cutting you off about Elvis, but it was a good. Um, yeah, I just look. I didn't. I said to Sean, I don't want to watch this game. Seamless. I just, I, I was so shitty. Um, so, and you're surrounded and by Colin said, and supporters. And so. he said, <laughs> "You'll, you'll be, you'll be great on pod tomorrow." But I, I. Have since watched the game, rewatched the last quarter with Timbo uh, not long ago. So, um, you know what I do find funny is that you have long maintained on pod, this is on record, you are recorded having saying this. Mm. Like, you, like, you can deny it, Rodney Eads style. It's not me. It's a pretty damn. Bloody Minson! <laughs> Minson again! Well! <laughs> you say, run, you big shithead. Rocket, rocket, we can't think. We can't yeah, think. Yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> I love how they've tried to deny that that's him. Oh, no, 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 that's someone. Someone's either, some, if, if it's not him, someone's doing an amazing Rodney and Leon Cameron. I was going to say, the Leon's even better than the Rodney. But you are on record saying yeah. this, so unless we've got a fab impersonator. Yep. You've long, you've gone, ah, oh, Collingwood doesn't bother me anymore. Collingwood uh, doesn't bother I me. I felt You that. were in bits yesterday. I was, it was, I, I blew up. Came back from Bunnings. I was at Bunnings. And as I said to you... It's enough I, to drive a man crazy. I, I got more texts and phone calls at about five to six than when my children were born. I've got a note here. From I'm talking about every fuckstick in my, hey, <laughs> my hey, address book. Hey, hey. I've got a note here. This goes for everyone. Everyone listening, the playing group, the coaches. I'm skipping ahead a tiny bit. If I'm Michael Voss... I'm looking at that little fucking rat weasel Craig McRae and keep the fucking receipts, Vossie. Keep the receipts. And let's see how they like it. There's an old mate on Twitter today. I've been having a bit of fun on Twitter the last little while. <laughs> There's an old mate on Twitter today who likes to dish it out a bit, loves the banter, has a bit of a habit of saying it's gone a bit too far when he feels like, and you're going, not sure how that works, champ. You can't have it on your own. Yeah, you want to be you. Yeah, you want to be showing bom- throwing bombs, and you want to be taking the piss and whatever. Going, don't come back crying if you reckon it's a bit much. Yeah, and no, it goes well, the same for these idiots sending you texts. Yeah, Keep the, thing is, the thing is, there was, there was there was a few of them who you know, I don't even banter. Well, Kelly, because Kelly was trying to calm me down. She's like, oh, the general bands. Have I said, I don't give a shit about the general bands. I told the general bands to go fuck themselves <laughs> in no uncertain terms. They needed to hear it. And and Goz. Came out the woodwork. Ant and Goz. Doesn't Goz follow t- North, North Melbourne? Melbourne? And Ant 
written Essendon Come was, on, the Kangas. Come on, the Kangas. <laughs> <laughs> have we told that story oh, on the phone? You have sung it. Oh, it might have been off pot. I can't remember. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a close family friend of ours. Um, <laughs> Charlie Tocasio, who was a big North Melbourne supporter. And one day, he owned the pizza restaurant in, in Heidelberg there, Isabella's. And um, big North Melbourne fan, as I said. And one day, we went there as a... Uh, North Melbourne might have just won. And he just came up to me and he just he just started belting out the North Melbourne song. In perfect time, perfect tune. But all, just no words. It was just, <laughs> come on, the Kangas, the Kangas and the Kangas. <laughs> it was just the Kangas. <laughs> so then I told Goz that story. And now Goz sings <laughs> that too. So Actually, Sean's a bit got in the habit of singing it to me when I ring him. Yeah, so whenever I see the kangaroos in the news, I sing it. <laughs> I just sing it to myself. Um, yeah, keep the receipts, everyone. Yeah. Keep the receipts. I did, I did. And I apologise. I apologise to Kelly, but I, yeah, I did lose it for a bit just because I thought, you fucking weasels. Like, apologise to no one. It's like... It's, Conor like, McGregor style. <laughs> I'd like to yeah. apologise to no one. Yeah. I'd like to take this opportunity to apologise to absolutely nobody. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, to be honest with you, is this going to sound ridiculous? People may disagree. You know what's really good? Just go and nuffies on Twitter. It can be. It's genuinely. It, it can be time consuming. It's genuinely. But like, I was waiting for the Grand Prix last night. And it was delayed and whatever. So you gave it a good crack. To oh man, sure I was you responded just, to everybody. Oh man, I was just like, you know what? If you want to, hey, if, hey, you want to go to war? We'll turn this into a war on, on this bloody wretched social media platform. Going, it, it just it's quite cleansing because. Can I just one second? Sorry. Oh no. Dad. <laughs> oh hello. Oh, it's Tony. No, we're recording. Just send him a text. He tried to ring before. He should have just sent him a text. But yeah, just it could be quite cleansing because if, if nothing else, it just reveals that we are passionate and we do go over the top from time to time. But yep. Collingwood, they are a different breed of stupid. Yeah. Different breed. I don't think I'll handle it if this happens in a fortnight's time. I'm a bit the same. Because if Essendon hey I think we'll beat Essendon if Essendon can't beat us at the moment I don't think they'll come out no, no. like Collingwood if, has if Essendon can't beat us at the moment they will never ever beat us do Essendon have a bye this coming weekend no no idea yeah I don't know either but uh, okay we're going to move on we're going to get into the ratings and the reviews we've got um, a couple of good ones here got Wavo13 excellent pod for the diehard bag of fans great banner and even better insights into all things Carlton uh, Mings Movies and 90s bangers. Best thing is Sean reads out the review. So here's a shout-out to my son, Tom, who I know will be listening. Shout-out, Tom. Son of Wavo13. Tom Wavo13. It's an unusual surname. Esther didn't have a vibe with us. Yeah, I just um, saw it. Uh, Bluey Ruckle has got in touch as well. Head and shoulders, the best Carlton pot out there with very intelligent, insightful takes and ponderings from the team on everything to do with the happenings down at Optus Oval. Love that you're still calling oh, it Optus Oval. Oval. <laughs> they haven't been giving us any money for 15 years, well, maybe less. No, they sponsored us under Juddy. Juddy had the Yes Optus top yeah, on. Initially for one yeah. year, maybe. Then they moved to the shorts and stuff. So. They went, we were sponsored by Malaysian Tourism Board for a while there. The worst ones when we were like the rent jumper stage where we had... You could buy you could buy yeah, the sponsorship yeah. Lovatz in blocks. Lovatz had us for one week and it looked really good. Yeah, hmm. you could buy the sponsors like in week blocks of two and four weeks. And then Toshiba Home Theatre came in and got like the majority of it and then yeah. had the next year. That looked terrific. Horrific. Mm. 
I thought you said terrific, and I was, horrific. Like, I was like, really? Um, my footballing IQ has probably increased since I started following the pod. I'm not sure if that says more about me or them. And I found myself sometimes more interested to hear what the team has to say instead of the on-field result. Uh, the starting lineup is strong with Sean as the uncompromising in-and-under gruff team leader, driving standards and demanding everything go through him. That's pretty spot on. <laughs> Fab is the enigmatic and precocious Balotelli-esque talent, capable of producing everything Super and sometimes Mario. nothing. <laughs> you, 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 I thought that was a good balance You're not quite sure what you're going to get While Timbo is the calm, collected, Kareem-like statesman and oracle <laughs> Although I wouldn't mind a few more nuggets posted Thank you, Tim Ooh, yeah, we'll get the uh, Come for the Blues chat Stay for the unrivaled production, sporting anecdotes Movie references and yearnings for suburban Chinese takeaway And Italian snack treats Grazie and keep it up The uh, title, I should say, was uh, A Mix Max Amongst Twinkies <laughs> I like, I like that. I like it. That's a good one. It's review. And then, that's review and then hey, hey, and then, well, 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 what do we have here? Look at what we have. Listeners may recall a few weeks ago, we got a, a review, not a very glowing endorsement of myself. Old scrubber. From a, a Zedman24. <laughs> yep. Uh, Zedman has revised his review to five stars. Hey, <laughs> Zedman. <laughs> with just the following uh, comment. Much better. <laughs> well, 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 well. Yeah, well, 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 Zed man. When I come around. Back on deck, Zed man. Good to have you. Good to have you. Early Green Day is very good. Uh, yeah, yeah, pro- yeah. Yeah. Probably through to that that American idiot phase. Is that Nimrod? Is that that album Nimrod? Yeah. I think it might be before Nimrod. Nimrod, I think that had time of your life, and uh, yeah, you're right. Oh, that might have been Dookie, maybe. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, you're it is. It's potentially. Uh, Prender DJ, dark day for Prender DJ. No one had a crack at last week's song. Um, <laughs> I didn't know the song. <laughs> you, you thought it's back. The segment's back, and everyone's gone. People have people have missed it because that was old mate Keithy. Really? Was that Keithy's music? That was Keithy. There we go. There That's was. Why I didn't know it. No, well, no one knows <laughs> That's it. That's why I didn't know it. <laughs> no one knows it. So it was just the song was no stopping now. And although we did stop briefly yesterday, um, I'm sure the good times will continue. Yep. Uh, so, you know, whatever. Um, all right. I've got an overview chat now. Back into the, the blues chatter here. After some... What are we talking about? Elvis and you... Peter Matera. Uni- Peter Matera's heart attack. Uh, you inexplicably talking about shoulder surgery. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing stuff. Uh, people responded very emotionally yesterday, didn't they? Emotionally? Yeah, emotionally. <laughs> uh, they sp- responded very, very poorly. Um, and I suppose we've been coded to sort of hurt after losses to big rivals, whether they be big or small margins. I just I think, think we're just over how it. we are. Um, but let's try to be rational as we sort of talk about yesterday's game. And the, the comment I had sort of in the immediate aftermath of the game was, don't take out the trash. So when you have a, a loss like we did yesterday, which in the cold light of day following a night's sleep was actually probably meritorious in, a, in, a, in a strange way. We no, didn't, it was. We didn't win the points, but at the same time, uh, it wasn't a complete disgrace or disaster um, in terms of an on-field performance. Um, don't take the opportunity of a loss to go and put lines through anyone. Don't react emotionally about, you know, I've got a note about him later on. Jack Carroll didn't have a good day. No. He's not finished as a footballer. No. You know, Zach Fisher had a bad turnover at a crucial time. It's a bad one. Yeah. Sam Walsh ran inside 50 after playing a fantastic game. He doesn't hit up not lot 
it's the first error he's made in three and a half years. Yep. So there's all this stuff where I go, we didn't lose yesterday because of one thing any one player did or didn't do. No, that's right. You know, interestingly, I did have this note as well, after the big build-up and the payoff yesterday, where are all the media types that have spent the last 10 years telling us Carlton, Carlton and Collingwood doesn't matter? Yeah, that's it. They well, even tried it all week. Where and, have they gone? And it was... It Hawthorne, was Hawthorne Geelong is the biggest yeah, rivalry no, in the where NFL. have they gone? Please. Um, it, was, it was a terrific episode of AFL football yesterday. And it was... We always talk about a Carlton Collingwood. It doesn't matter where you are on the ladder. It doesn't matter what your form going in is. The arena and the, um, the occasion brings an event almost yeah. every single time. There's been 100-point blowouts and all but, that but sort of even, stuff. Even but yesterday's a great example where the stakes weren't super high. No. But no. just a little flicker of the flame was enough to really whet everyone's appetite. Well, And, and I think when Collingwood had us, absolutely, they, they were ready to put us to the sword. The occasion still got the better of a few of their players and they weren't able to deli- yeah. deliver the blow to really start putting us away. They kept the door open and to their credit, Carlton kept coming and then all of a sudden it was like, Collingwood, you've got us on toast and we have no structure and now you've still got to go back to the well, you've got to win it all over again. And and then we came again late and still almost got them again. So well, Ultimately, as I said, all these people have, um, you know, was it... Uh, Silver tongue turned to lead. They were very quick to bury us and Collingwood at different times in history the last little while. You've got a reigning Premier drawing like the 96 Roys. Like, it's an embarrassment what Melbourne... It's an embarrassment what they're drawing to games. It's horrible. This is the best team of five... Four, this is the best team three or four generations of Melbourne fans would have ever seen. And they ain't turning up. And they ain't turning up. Maybe there's just not that many of them. Yeah, they probably all died. Well, they for forever they've always told us that there is, but it's There's like, not. I, I, you just can't see. Mm. They've, so, they've thrown up every excuse, but this is not the Heartbeats True podcast. <laughs> not yet, anyway. Um, so, Timbo, I think ultimately the top line takeaway for me out of the game was that the boys toughed it out and they dug in. They gave themselves an improbable shot at snatching the win. Um, that, not, yeah. That's not worth four points, but it's also not worth nothing. Agree 100%. I, I, footy tipping doesn't matter, but I tipped the Giants to beat us because we had a shocking record against them. We were travelling away. We had players out. Betrayal. I tipped Sydney because, of course, I'm going to tip Sydney against us for the same what reason. What the footy? <laughs> Tim Scott's. So structure, structure had had been a big question for me with the personnel that we had out. But it's text him by the toll booth later on. <laughs> but there'll Col- be some boys with some guns waiting for him. <laughs> but with Collingwood, I thought we'll, we'll get these blokes because I just think we're better than them. So you cursed us. Basically, and- your intuition is <laughs> shit. And then the moment Weeders has gone down, you've gone. Wow, that's turned a really bad situation into. Just a horrendous situation. See, I thought you were at the game, and it would have been interesting to compare notes because I remember sitting there, and and our away seats are, are up on obviously the Q deck um, in the Southern Stand. Yeah. And um, I went. I said to Dad, I go, "Oh, Jack Carroll's getting stripped." And the the little thing on the on the top of the bench wasn't up; it was a sponsor thing. Just at that time, so you're waiting for well, who are the other four on the bench? Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't good because the moment that Jack Carroll got stripped, the numbers came up and the other four were 30, 23, 9. <laughs> I can't remember who the fourth one and it's Jack Carroll. I just went, oh, this isn't good. Yep. I went, oh, no. 
like that's, someone. That's the biggest bloke we can a, get out there's there. There's a seventy-five percent chance <laughs> that one of our absolute superstars is injured. Yep. I went, yep. oh dear. Don't like those odds. It wasn't good. I can't, I can't remember who the other player was, but it was the lesser of the four available evils. Yeah, and, and obviously when you're watching on telly, um, he's gone in for the bump, and he just he just got his angles all wrong, and it ended was up very sort of innocuous, hitting. wasn't it? Well, he just sort of he ended up hitting him more with the back of his shoulder rather than front on, and it's just obviously the force has just come through the other way, and just just executed it clumsily, happen. and it can happen exactly right. So. Um, but obviously he carried the the arm straight away and, and and pretty much came straight off. So it was obvious. It was just we've we've all gone. Please, please have that be a stinger only, and get him back on. And um, again, when you've got a buy coming up, you can afford you can afford to be conservative and going. Look, just get him off, get him right, make sure we don't have a problem. He's too valuable moving forward. But the moment he was gone, we've gone. Well, we've talked about this has been our Armageddon moment, and what do we do now? Fascinatingly, we have a mid-season draft in two days. We'll and, be taking and, and, a defender. Well, is this what is we'll the be thing. doing. Sam well, Durden. I, I think Sam Durden suddenly becomes. I, I, I battle to see how. I know nothing about the bloke, but is he the best? No, state so this league, is, so this state is the issue. Defender. This is what we have too. Is you need to be mindful. We, actually, can we park this and come back to it later? Because there is some mailbox yeah, we stuff. Can. Yeah, There's we some can. mailbox Absolutely. stuff about a mid-season. Yeah, draft. no, no. Let's do it. Let's um, do it. But ultimately, for me, Tim, in terms of toughing the game out and. I think I said this on Twitter, go, we needed four goals deep into time on to win the game and yep. we kicked three goals one. So given all the issues we experienced, we were a metre away from snatching the game and winning it and that would have been an unbelievable, like would have been an all-time classic win. I, I would have loved if Soss had to kick the goal. Well, that that, that, that to me, that, that would have been great. If if the free kick to Sam Walsh gets paid and he gets to have a shot yeah. after the siren, like there's no guarantee he kicks it. Like I'm a bit, on the, I remember I finally saw the video and I was a bit like... Mm. You got slapped in the face. No, it was more on his shoulder, wasn't it? No, no, no. It, it oh. hits him in the face first. Oh, really? Mm. I was a bit down. like... Oh. Yeah, it hits face and then it's it lands on kick, his shoulder. It's a free kick, but okay, yeah, yeah. It, it gets missed badly. It, it, oh, at, people at, saying at full he speed, I wasn't desperate for it to be paid. It no, was only we, afterwards. And the fact that BT said, oh, he got him high there, he obviously had a pretty decent view of it. I just remember when people said there was he's been taken high, I thought, oh, it'd be interesting to see it. Yeah. And I sort of saw it and went... Oh. When, when you see the side on, it's... No, I saw it and I was just like, jeez. It wasn't like he was decapitated. Well, it was it wasn't any worse than the couple that um, uh, Lockie got. No, it was much worse than the Lockie one. Yeah, yeah. Well, the fir- oh, sorry, Lockie's one was much worse than that. The, the first Lockie one much against worse. Richmond, he got uh, the second one. Whoever it was in round two, oh, the, no, it there was, was a second. It was the one. second time he'd done it in his career, and he was yeah, labelled yeah, a recidivist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I suppose Fabian there's no way to cut this. We kind of touched on it, but Weeders is an enormous loss, and we'll speak to him individually in a moment. Um, an injury crisis has become a calamity for us and our season has officially reached a real tipping point because we are now absolutely compromised by availability. Mm, yeah, yeah. I think that top four feels like it's off the table, never say never, but yeah. uh, it's going to take a, a special effort to get there. It's going to take adapting of game plan at an absolute minimum, not just shuffling of personnel, but... The personnel that we have remaining, unfortunately for us, it's the injuries are all in the same area. It they seems are. to be like, yeah, look, whilst we'd love Harry, and I reckon Harry is, makes a difference yesterday. Um, you reckon Harry makes a difference No, yesterday. I'm saying, I think that's a bit... <laughs> but, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, okay, Harry's out. Okay, everyone, you can you could lose a key forward. You can lose a midfielder. You can't lose every key position <laughs> back on some, your mate, list. Some Collingwood Nuffy today was crapping on about, oh, it just shows you don't have any depth. 
I said, how many key backs should we be carrying? Yeah. <laughs> yes, 35 key backs. No, legitimately, we, we, to cover what we've got out at the moment, we'd need to be carrying yeah. nine key backs. Yeah. And I, <laughs> like, it was just, you know, and to have even like Luke Parks, like, he's your cover's cover. Yeah. Out. He's the understudy to the understudy. Do you know what I mean? In We're down whole, to the stagehands. Yeah, well, we've only got, at the moment, we've only got two available key defenders, and that's it. Not actually one available key defender. Key defender, yeah. And Lockie Plowman's going to have to play tall. Mr. Plough. Going to need some help. So, and I was discussing this with Timbo before you arrived. It's, it's, we're going to have to shuffle around and put together a system where it's, we're going to have to push more numbers back. We're going to have to get in those holes. Well, we'll, we'll go back to this. So, I <laughs> just, can, I, can I just interject? I just wrote down, you could put together a backline of Marchbank, Jones and Parks, McGovern, Weedering and Zach Williams. That, that's an all-Australian backline. None of them are available. Timbo, you've got Parks you've in there. You've got Parks in there. Well, okay, Parks, Parks may not be all-Australian, but... Uh, but but may, it may, may, may not be. <laughs> but but it illustrates the point, doesn't yeah, it? Absolutely. That that's, that's, you know, if, if that team trotted out on the weekend, you'd be very happy with that absolutely as a Absolutely, you would yeah. be. Probably yeah. take Oscar McDonald in place of yeah, Parks. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I didn't even think of Oscar McDonald. So, so <laughs> that's... It's Jones, Marchbank, Weedering, McDonald, McGovern, Parks, and Williams. It's, yeah, that's you know seven, I mean? seven players. So, I mean, look, ultimately for us, the next four to six weeks are, are about keeping our heads above water. Mm-hmm. It's going to get really tough because of those personnel issues. What do you think is a pass mark in the next four weeks? We've got Essendon, Richmond, Frio, and St Kilda. If we can pinch three. I reckon we can pinch two. Yeah. Um, I think we can pinch two. I think we can pinch Essendon and Freeman. Because by the, by West the Coast. time we get, potentially by the time we get to is St. West Kilda. Coast in that? I don't think we said West No, they're after that. Yeah. So, so I'm looking at. Was it St. Kilda? I looked at a five week bank. So I, so I reckon potentially by the Saints, maybe the cavalry sort of starts to arrive. Yeah. Yeah. Look, you'd love. If Tom Lynch is still out with his hamstring. That's good then at least it's a little bit like when Jesse Hogan was the late out yeah, with yeah. GWS and, and all of a sudden your, your glaring weakness is suddenly that little bit less glaring. Not great, but not as well, it's bad better as than it could have been. If it's like, like, look, Rewalt, mate, Rewalt should have fucking retired four years ago. <laughs> but if it's Rewalt on his own, yeah, you're like, yeah. okay. And we're going to have to te- contend with um, Rory Lobb and Matt Taberner. You, don't know what, you never know forwards. what Rory Lobb's going to give you. This is it. And I'm, I'm a bit of a closet Rory Lobb fan, but... Yeah, he is. He's a very, very tough uh, player to be able to follow because his best is you know, when he catches it at his highest point. You ain't stopping him. Uh, Two meter Peter's got a pretty high point. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Well, you just sort of hope we're winning the midfield. If we're not winning the midfield in any of these games, we just ain't winning. They'll that's try to. Um, I think with with Two meter Peter, clearly they'll, and particularly the matchup being favourable. I think he'll be deep. Yep. So if we can put a bit of pressure on and make sure that the ball coming in is long. Yeah. <clears throat> That'll help. Um, it is funny, though, when you talk facts. I mentioned, you know, the Twitter stuff. If you talk facts with these Oppo fans, and I do find it amusing that they conflate excuses with explanations. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You know, an explanation as to we are to the – not even the bare bones of, of what we'd like to have. It's carcass. It's ridic- <laughs> it is. It's a rotting carcass in the desert. <laughs> it's a real problem for us, and – we have genuine explanations as to why we're in for a real fight in the next month. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep. Um, Jacob Weedering, of course. Uh, look, his 
his going off, his substitution changed everything. It was the defining moment of the game. And if buts and maybes, but if he stays on the field, we win. Yeah. He's really that important to us. We lost the player we could least afford to lose, and, and doing so in the game makes it even more of a disaster. More, I think what it did, Timbo, was it actually changed me. I remember sitting there and I thought, it actually changed who was expected to win the game. Because as soon as he goes off, the whole dynamic of the contest shifted and shifted markedly. You know, I said it before, he's the most important player on the ground, and you counted with... In the competition. He's our rudder. Yep. And without him, all of a sudden, our margin for error became non-existent. Yeah. I, I just think for the reliance we have on his role in our structure, I cannot get my head around which one single other player in the competition so markedly impacts their ability to be able to win a game. I mean, very similar, but Stephen May the night before was a good example of... He 13 go- or 14 goals in a row. He goes down and, and, and it shows how, how hard it is. We, we kind of mentioned earlier, I, th- I think I've got the note down here somewhere, but the, the second Wiedering goes off the ground, Collingwood had 20 minutes to win the game. They did. And they gave it a crack. They, they just, gave it a crack, yeah. but they had 20 minutes to put the game away. Yeah. And this idea that, oh, you, oh, he kicked inaccurately and you should have lost by five goals, and you're going, well... Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but the chance... You had you had 20 minutes to kill us. Yep. And we were ahead at halftime. Yep. It, it was... It, it was fascinating the way the game was going. And, and you were never comfortable as a Carlton supporter because you just knew we're just so far off our best complement at the moment. And if we win this game, we win this game through sheer guts and determination and want and effort and all those sorts of things. Because any, any football committee coaching group worth their salt knows all we have to do is perform and we win. That was that was the Collingwood, um, not even a challenge. It was that was the lay of the land, and it was how on earth are Carlton going to be able to score mm. and deny, deny, and, and I think the way we did that, and obviously looking at it through a non-emotional eyes, still irritated eyes, but you know non-emotional eyes. The second half, you could see we're very, we're less direct, a lot of uncontested. Marks, a lot slowed of it down. Slowed yep. it down to try and eliminate errors. Did we slow it down early enough? When Wiedering goes off, I think we should have put put the, the clamps. No, 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 no. We didn't at the start. I'm talking about... As soon as he goes I'm, off, it should be yeah. the next... Until we know where... But not having the clamps kind of allowed us to get back before half time. It was kind of a fucking crapshoot. It was more probably that's, before quarter time that I think we needed to just go, that's it. But we go in at half time in front. And I think at half time, they have rejigged. All right, this is what we need to do. And we have... We, Contestant possession went, uh, uncontested possession went up. <clears throat> Sorry, we moved the ball, you know, chip, chip, chip. We, we kind of slowed it down, tried to be a little bit more methodical. But then when we turned it over, we were just overly exposed. Yeah. Overly exposed. And they just, they cut us open. They cut us open every time we made a turnover, they cut us open. Well, we were very, we were, as you said, we, we pushed numbers into areas to be able to have options. And if you execute and you hold the ball, um, you, you find yourself in a positive situation, but with everybody pushing up to try and get involved, as you said, the moment the ball goes back the other way, we don't have structure behind, and, and they they ran, they handballed through us once yep. they got possession, and that that's what's galling is is that's what we've we've been able to defend well because we've been able to put pressure on the ball, we've had structure in behind it. So the uh, issue was, I suppose, we weren't able to get those those. 
chaotic repeat entries because with Charlie being double teamed and one out, without Harry there, without even TDK being able to be there, if Pitnet's playing, um, your and marking Soss options... himself up the ground a but, whole but lot But your, your marking yeah. options and your ability to actually clunk the mark, and then more than that, your ability, to, if it comes to ground, there is actually a, a higher level of panic. Blindly, I can get it out. Because the likelihood of the big pack mark was so low, that did afford them a level of comfort. To be able to run to it be, out. Yeah. be a bit more, yeah. yeah. And, and I reckon our wings tried to push back and it left space out wide yeah. and the side bottoms of the world. But if you don't do that already, if, you, if you're just looking at the stats, you know, their mark, they averaged 10 inside 50 marks a game. They had 18. You can yeah. tell there's a giant Jacob Wittering hole. Yeah. That we couldn't mm. fill. Yeah. I've actually, we'll speak about the mid-season draft briefly, but I've actually got an idea. I've had, a, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you guys, but about draft reform involving the mid-season draft. I've got a few ideas about draft reform in general, but this one specifically, account, you can give me your feedback on this, Tim. Mm-hmm. You can as well, Fab. But, uh, okay. Um, so if, if you want to throw to me. So, on. remove the minimum salary cap. That's got to go. That's pay your list what it's worth. Yep. If you can pay them 60. 80%, if you put whatever it is, North Melbourne shouldn't be paying... Over 50%. They shouldn't be paying anywhere near what they are for the list that they have at the moment. It's derelict and it, it, it creates bad contracts and it creates mercenaries and it creates people that are a rebuilding club for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, and it just it's just an albatross around a struggling club's neck who are paying more money than they can actually really bring in. So just get rid of it. Remove the max list size cap but retain a minimum list size number. Yep. So there is no minimum list spend. There is a salary cap. But if you want to pay 80 blokes to have whatever the minimum is and have 80 blokes on your list, fucking go for it. You'll be shit. Yeah. But go for it. But make sure it's so so you can't just stockpile a huge number of talent. Have the minimum size be 35 or 36 or whatever. And then you'll have to make do with top-ups. Or if you get a in few injuries, if you're like us, this is when the next part comes into play. So reclassify every player who is not on an AFL list as one of two things come whatever the day is after the draft, the rookie draft. You are either a delisted free agent, which does exist, or you are an undrafted free agent. So if you have nominated for a single national draft, gone all the way through and been unselected, or if you have been selected and been delisted, you can be picked up by anyone at any time. And you have the choice to go wherever you want. So long as that club has lists or cap space. Yeah. So long as they can play you and they can sign you for, do you need a Ruckman for six weeks? Yeah. Here's a six-week contract. Yeah. We can extend it as needed. Yeah. Oh, we need a midfielder for four weeks. We need a backman for four weeks. Go to the VFL and go pay a, pay a fee to the club that the guy pays for, which they have to do anyway in the mid-season draft, and just do that. Why there's so many rules well, as you say, the rules are there for equalisation, but as you say, no one is benefiting. And, and and I guess my only question, while and I'm thinking on the fly, is you give your six weeks con- contracts and all that sort of stuff for these guys that are topping up your list because you have an, an immediate need, at the end of the season they go back into the pool, right? Yeah? Oh, well, no, so the, what they would be is they would be regarded then as a delisted free agent. Yep. So they can just, again, they're in the free agent pool. And you can get picked up at that point. So, so if somebody comes in and plays the best be six games, Sorry? they you do an Adrian McAdam and they come in and they kick 50 goals in six weeks, well, they just become, they'll, oh, get, they'll get a higher contract from somebody as a delisted free agent. Or, or you can renegotiate and yeah. re-sign them. Mm. Well, I, I just, I, and again, all once, I'm once you've, is... Once you've nominated for a draft and everyone's overlooked you, every, everyone's, ha- everyone's had a chance at you. Yeah, okay. Bad luck okay. after that. Yep. So Tim Kelly, for instance... 
you're in the draft. No one picks you. You go back to the waffle. You dominate. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, don't he, he have to go, go back in the 24. draft. Like there, there's this anomaly that no, this guy no, but got I, no, but, I, but I mean, like he was in a draft. But how old Who's was this? he? Tim Kelly. Yeah, but how old was he? 24. He was. Tw- I think he was 24, maybe. Whatever. Yeah. But you go. You've been in a draft, and yeah. at that point, he'd been in several drafts. Yeah. You hadn't been picked. Everyone from integrity point of view. Everyone's had the opportunity to pick you. And in this case, for us and for a lot of teams who've got ruck problems, don't worry about this bullshit integrity and fairness and rubbish, all that crap. A lot of teams need a ruckman, and you've made them wait four weeks, five weeks to get reinforcements. No, 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 no. Just go out and go, we need a ruckman, but Mark Pitnett's gone down. The thing with ruckman as well, unlike midfielders where there's a greater pool of midfielders, so there's more of a chance for you to get drafted if you're a midfielder, as opposed to ruckman. Why shouldn't these blokes have a crack, be able to have a crack? I'm playing well in the VFL. Why can't Carlton or Hawthorne or Essendon or whoever? And why do they care? More that. More, why, it's a great story. Mm. Why do they care? Just yeah. pluck, pluck someone out to go, mate, we need short cover. We need cover for f- six weeks in this position. Mm. Here's, a, here's an opportunity it's the only. Me. It's the only sport that doesn't allow you to do it. And well, only and, sport. And I, I think, as you say, the, the pushback is... Some snoozer at South Adelaide is going to say, "Well, if you take Johnny Smith, our ruckman, Smitty, we don't have the ability yeah. to be able to fill in Smitty's spot." Well, the answer is, you, go, should, you go down to the next level. I'd go, well, no, you should I be happy. You should be happy for Smitty. This is the thing that the Smitty story should Smitty's be enough. Smitty's getting his chance. Yeah, the Smitty story should be enough that you have an opportunity to be able to play at the highest level mm. that goes above and beyond the South Adelaide Panthers and we'll just work out what happens there. Yeah, you shouldn't be standing in his way. No, I agree. You should be I wrapped. agree 100%. Imagine Arsenal had a goalkeeper problem. Isn't it stupid if they're not allowed to go out and get a goalkeeper? Agreed. It's dumb. It's insane. So just like this idea that it somehow affects anything or you know, negatively affects anything. Like I've seen it firsthand with the Box Hill stuff where it's like, you know, we've got a, a James Blank is a chance to go uh, on Wednesday night to, to be honest, do with a few clubs, potentially. You know, hopefully it, he gets picked up by... You know, speaking really selfishly, you go. Hopefully, he gets picked up by Hawthorne. Well, that's the that's from, the from idea. Our point, who's the yeah. one that Hawthorne will pick up? Well, who knows? Who knows? Oh, I'm mentioning someone on the. There's radio. a ruckman called Reedy who plays at Frankston, but you kind of go, yeah, who like who knows what where they'll go? But you're like someone like Blanky. You go, no, we'd be absolutely wrapped. Whoever got you, it's a great story. That's the whole point. The mm. whole point is you want to go and play at AFL level if you get the chance. So, you know, we're in a position there where we would be able to go. We need we need some backmen to come in and do a job for us. And I think the players would welcome it. Mm. Um, I had a thing note here saying, you know, with uh, some positives here, um, uh, and we, we kind of touched on it earlier, but just the, you know, rallying and the guts to kind of dig in and, and sort of fight the game out and make a real contest of it and almost pinch it was great. There was no head dropping. No, no. No. Um, you know, our, our season might be in jeopardy, but really importantly, the work that we've done to this point now takes over. You know, we've spoken about insulating ourselves against results like this and being in a position to weather some tricky uh, water. Um, I suppose that that's sort of never been true, has it, Fab? In, in, the, in the sense that we now need to really dig in and get through this next four or five weeks. Yep. Mitigate, you know, the, minimise the damage. And we are going to slip down the ladder a little bit. Mm but hopefully put ourselves in a position where we can finish the year and make up a bit of ground. That's right. We, we can't completely drop away. We need to maintain an element of form. Even if, there's, if it's a loss, there's got to be a carryover of form 
through the majority of our game where you're going, we understand why we've lost and it's going to be come down to personnel. Majority of it. You know, if we forward or centre are doing everything well and we just can't basically stop the bleeding the other way. But, you go, oh, but, but, how, but that, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, it was positive yesterday that... What, what were they at three-quarter time? Seven uh, goals. Seven goals. And then even sort of partway through the last, you know, there's, there's 60-odd points. Mm. And you're sort of going... But it is Collingwood. Defensively, defensively, given we've had to sacrifice so much to be, you know, 50-odd points ourselves. I mean, we've had to sacrifice so much mm. and we're still only a couple of goals down and we've still kept you to 60-odd points and in the end it was 79, was it? Something like that, yeah. You go, like, if someone had said... Colin kicked 79 points. So we won. He'd go, we win. Yep. So. What would be easy to defend? Marvel or the MCG? Yeah, Marvel's narrower. I'm saying in that situation. So. It's faster. It's a faster deck, but it's narrower. Mm. So, I mean, but the the flip side of that, I suppose, is you could argue, uh, devil's advocate, you could argue that MCG, you could potentially funnel teams wider to slow them down. Correct. Whereas the, the the narrower wings. The line to goal. Yeah. Uh, chicken salads? Where have we got the Dockers? I'm just looking at that. Here. We've got Dockers at Marvel. So it'll be less space for those, for their forwards. Obviously, we've got Richmond and Essendon at the G. Yeah. Mm. But I'm just thinking, we, we've got to make it harder for we, Fremantle to we score. We've got to win the footy. we just got to win the footy. If we've got it, we can use it. But if we can't deny them, we won't be able to... Even with a few other blokes coming in to... You know, reinforce the back line. We're not going to be. That's able the to, game. We're not going to be able to hold teams out with elite forwards. That's the game where a hostile Carlton crowd may be Might the help. difference. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Chicken salads. Uh, we, we've touched on it, but the rally to to see the game out and put ourselves in a in a position that was sort of encouraging and gave us all a bit of hope was great. Didn't drop our heads. Uh, we've spoken about that. Uh, Sam Walsh, one of the great moments in. Like, uh, have you ever seen the, the trailer? Very niche-ish reference. Have you ever seen the trailer for the first John Wick? Don't know that I have. So, so basically, John Wick's a really interesting property because it was a film came out in 2014, I think, the first one. And this is a film that wasn't a sequel. It's not an adaptation. It's not a reboot. The only thing it had going for it from an audience point of view was Keanu oh, Keanu's. We all we all like Keanu. Keanu's a pretty cool dude and. Oh, yeah, and the action so, oh, it looks interesting. The action looks all right. And you're kind of going, oh, what, what is this? But it looks all right. I'm interested. And he does this line in the trailer, which is this iconic sort of thing, where he says, people keep asking if I'm back. He goes, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. And I sat there, I said to Dad, I go, John Wick. <laughs> said when he was just fucking getting from contest to contest and he was running, he only played 77% of game time. He is on a tear. Yeah. What did I say to you before? Game high, that? 35 touches. What did I say to you when we were watching the last quarter? Can't remember. Number one rated fantasy player. I said Sam Walsh is back. Fourth yeah. in meters gained on the ground. He he is back. Yeah. Yep. No, he was look, he was really impressive. And then I it probably adds that additional weight of if the ball had have ended up in his hands after the siren, you know, it would have been nice, but you know, and I'd hate if he'd missed it because you'd you'd hate for those. I think he'd want the ball. I, I think I think that's what could and and I just would have loved if he'd gone back and kicked it and said, Well, look, when he's right, he is the best player in the competition. So you expect 
those players to be able to kick those goals. Look, it we, would have been nice. We didn't take you know, a couple of weeks ago. We were saying, and some people I think may have not everyone, a few very small select group that sort of misinterpreted what we were saying about we just weren't quite getting bang for buck. No, that's right. His, his numbers were getting back up there, but it, it, his output wasn't. His point of difference is the run, yeah, and just the ability to cover the power, just, oh. yeah. the power more than anything. Because he, even in the previous games, he was still. Covering the ground and still giving the effort, and it's just there was no explosiveness. There was you're no not breaking away. Yeah, yeah. Whereas that, that's back because when you've got it and you're running and you cl- you get clear and you give yourself time and you've got the skill, you're a da- seriously dangerous football because you're, he you're a complete he, package because he is going to make the right decision. Well, and look, he didn't with Jesse, and you know as we sort of said, we're not going to hang the kid on that. Um, you know, and, and even and then you're like, I think Jesse would have been kicking from forty eight. Yeah, you sort of go and does he yeah. have that? Well, it's the old sort of thing, you know. I, I, rem- I remember Mark Murphy at his best had the ability to be able to kick the ball where he wanted the guy who's going to take the mark to mark it, mm. rather than you know let some guy lead to a spot. Going, no, no, I'm going to I'm going to stick it there. You get there, and and I think that's what smart footballers have. Mm. And um, so yeah, he, he yeah, look in the end the kick went long and we yeah. were able to get a boundary throw in which yeah. we almost won the game. We gave from. ourselves three chances yeah. at stoppage to be able to win the game. We had three downs, Timbo. Three downs. Three downs. Yeah. Uh, Ganoush, Adam Chera's best game for the club. Yep, by far. Jeez, I think, I think, the second there quarter was, it was. I was going to say there was there was moments in the games where he was, he was in every frame. It's yeah. like yeah, shit, this bloke is going. And you look at Adam Chera and you go, oh yeah, looks. Bit more of a pretty boy, but he's he's got a bit of grunt. He's a, well, he he's finished, a tough bastard. Finishing thirty touches, seven clearances, he had a game high six hundred and sixty eight meters, uh, kicked a goal. There was a lot about it. it was very encouraging, but for me, one of the most encouraging things is and look, he's he's played off a very controversial week where he got votes in the Prenders yeah, without extraordinary, unbelievable. Well, but just just on that, he played a more negative role with on Isaac Heaney, and Heaney did not impact that game last he, week. The other thing with Heaney is we want to turn this into the. Thunder from the Sky podcast, but <laughs> Heaney's a, a really, really good AFL footballer. He he's not a midfielder. They've always said just that he has the just potential to be, but, but he is dangerous. Forward. Just because he's a great sort of medium forward, yeah. doesn't mean he's a great. Doesn't mean he can play every position on the ground. Yeah, yeah. But I think they've and sort they of tried to run through there, and he occasionally he does all right. Yep, yep. But you're like, just play him forward. But yep. that's Dusty. It's Dusty. There's a misconception that Dusty's this. Look, he's more than a competent midfielder. But he's not in that upper echelon bracket of midfielders. No, as as a as a like a midfield forward, fuck, he's one of the best you've ever seen. Correct, correct. Mm. One of the best you've ever seen. But stop saying, oh, Dusty, oh, Dusty's going to go in the middle, and you know, and, well, as you say, he hurts you forward of centre. That's right. right. This More is than the risking the head and shin podcast. <laughs> uh, but no, look, really good performance. But really encouraging, or most encouraging for me, Adam Chair has played in big games, big derbies. But to step up on a big game, big stage... That would have been the biggest game he's played in. Really good, really good. Uh, George Hewitt, steady, solid. Uh, he is, for me... Can I add another word in there? Efficient. Efficient. Yeah. Uh, he is exactly the sort of player you need if and when you get to September. He will not let you down no. um, in that September heat. 31 touches again, gathers the ball, seven tackles, fights for the ball. He had a really good day for us, really liked him. The fireman, Timbo. Oh, wow. We didn't he have a go. He is a breathtaking player. Yep. He, he is just... I, I, we say it every week, and I, I probably need to get a few more lines about him, but I, when you see players that play for opposition teams and you see what they do and you go, oh, I'd love that footballer, 
I always thought I really wanted Essendon Sard. I really liked Essendon Sard when he'd when he'd really pin the ears back. And, Essendon Sard. Yeah, and he'd run through the middle of the field and he'd take a couple of bounces and he'd bang goals from fifty five and you're going, Wow, that's awesome to watch. We don't have that Sard. I mean he could do it. And and people are, are judging him as saying he's not that way. People from afar, not Carlton people, but yeah. people from afar are going, Well, Adam Sard's not getting the ball running and kicking goals from outside fifty no, and he's stuff. Stopping like. goals. He's yeah. no longer he's not the player. He's that he was twice the player he he's, was at Essendon. I think he's taken exception now. that idea that he doesn't defend, he can't defend, he doesn't yeah, perfect, want to do it. Perfect expert. Yep. He can defend. He's bloody oaf. And he's he's a pure footballer. He, he you know what reads he's, the he's play. Fucking smart. And he's, he's smart. And he's he's brave. very smart. He's brave. Too. There's moments yesterday where you went. He's controlled, but he's aggressive. Yeah. And the way he reads the play and the way he picks his moment, the yeah. way he closes space. He's a risk-reward footballer. He gets it. And, and he'll, he very like quickly... Like Walshie, he'll make the odd error, but geez, he doesn't make too many. He's a little, the guy who he reminds me of, because he was a good risk-taker too, was Andrew Mackay. He yeah. he would he knew when to go. And they he, can very quickly sum up. Sum it up. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. No, he, he is just fantastic. And, I, and the job that he did on uh, Jack Ginnivan, um, I think he reminded the young man there's a long way to go. Yeah. Ginnivan is a really talented young footballer. No, he's, he's, got, a, he's a fraud, he, he, He's got talent, but he's he needs fraud. to build on what he's shown to date to be yeah, a, a bona fide footballer. He's a miniature, uh, he's a, what do they call it, a miniature railway Josh Jenkins. Oh, Josh Jenkins, dude, that's harsh. Loves a run Which back one's towards... Josh Jenkins? Four, the, number four. Yeah, the big Adelaide. fella that ended up at Adelaide. He's not the... Ra- who's the ranger? I keep getting... Tom Lynch. I get, Tom him, Lynch. Ref- I get yeah. him confused with time. Loves a run back towards goal. Yeah. Yeah, he was, a, he was a big good at dropping at the knees and getting yeah. you know, a high shot and all that sort of stuff. You know. Yeah. But look, he's doing nice things. He didn't impact yesterday. You're talking about like. Josh Jenkins or are you talking about Jack Inneman? Ginnivan. Both of them. Um, <laughs> Sean's about to get you, but they're both shit. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm agnostic about Josh Jenkins. Uh, Charlie, he is turning chicken shit into chicken salad right now. Yeah. Like to, to come away from that game with... With four, four goals, four. battling at one out, outnumbered. He's doing more than we could reasonably expect with not much. Um, he's being asked to, to literally do the work of two men. Yeah. And, um, you know, someone was crapping on. I love it. Like Darcy Moore. Collingwood fans have got this real complex with Darcy Moore where, like, he, he can't get beaten. <laughs> They've got this real weird thing where you're like, no, well, he gets beaten regularly because he might be an outstanding rebounding defender, but he is atrocious one-on-one. Absolutely. And yesterday, due to our outs, he had the luxury of Jeremy Howe, and people were trying to go, oh, he kicked two on Howe, and, and he got one out the back, and you know, uh, Darcy pocketed him. And I thought, if that's being pocketed, kicking four, yep. mm. I can't wait for him to break in. And out. it was the same as round two last year. Um, he played really well. He took some fantastic marks, and he was really important. But I think Harry kicked five that night. Four or five, mm. and it's like, what's the what? Where do you balance up? Yeah, yeah. Where, where, where's the point at which your attack has outweighed your negative? And look, maybe it is the win versus the loss, and you know, as they sort of say, you know, winners are grinners and losers can please themselves. But yeah, you're right. Mm. It's it, it's you know, they they don't want to hear any criticism of him, do they? But in in the end, look, we, we can be really and half the time he's more worried about his headband. That's true. Be really pleased with Charlie's efforts of late. Uh, he's streaking away in the Coleman. Yep. That's an unbelievable credit to him. 
given where well, he's given that from. you've come into the team with the reigning Coleman medalist in there, and granted, he's not taking goals off Harry when Harry's injured. No, but um, <laughs> but it's, it's but it does. Like, and I'm fascinated. I mean, obviously, we're I think the, the the most important publication that all Carlton supporters are going to be glued to for the next month or so is going to be the AFL injury list as we hopefully see some of our. Uh, players start coming back in, and can you do some? Someone, whoever I go to next, I'll be going to Fab next. Timbo, can you do some research and figure out we played Melbourne, whatever day it was last year? When did Cunners do his knee? Oh, because it, it feels like we're getting close to it. To the twelve month to you. the twelve month mark. Yep. Uh, the other list, I've, <clears> the other positive I got here was um, Sam Doherty. I thought he played with some really good urgency, and, and particularly once the weeders went off, mm-hmm. I thought he he really sort of lifted and really recognised. Okay, this is. All hands to the pump. Yep. This is, they're going to... All shoulders to one wheel. That's the way. We need his leadership now. We need his leadership. We need him to... He's a better leader without the captaincy. Maybe yeah. he felt the burden of it. or He obviously had the struggles, which we're not putting mm. to one side off the field, clearly. Yep. But um, maybe just being... Sometimes... It's funny, isn't it? Like a relationship or a job or a role in this case aren't what you thought they were going to be. Mm. The thing is, you take away the official capacity of a captain, he's probably still the go-to for a lot of players behind the scenes. I need to have a chat. Who am I? Yeah. I'll, I'll go have a chat. He's a senior player. Senior player. And I have no doubt whatsoever that Doc's given a call to Bobby Hill today. No doubt. Do you know what I mean? He's just that type of bloke. So I Seriously, I thought I would have paid. I would have put $10,000 on Tim saying. saying that. I was thinking about that when I saw the news yesterday. <laughs> I thought, should I frame a market? Should I put on the run sheet for yeah. Tim? <laughs> frame a market as to who will bring it up. Not making light of the situation. But no, I thought, 16th I thought, of May. There you go. There so you that's go. 54 weeks. And he's not back yet playing VFL. That's okay. That's all right. We can be patient for another two to three weeks for the next two to three years. Um <laughs> Paddy Dow. <clears throat> now, this isn't a massive pat on the back. It's not like a, a chicken salad, chicken salad. I think it's just an acknowledgement that he was all right. Yep. Yep. 21 touches. He had five clearances. He had a game-high four centre clearances. He had four inside 50s. Old mate made a great point this morning. Um, that his work rate was good. He said a couple of comments that he got from you know his mates were, oh, he seemed a little bit off the pace. He goes, well, he's been playing reserves no football. No, for shit. no shit, he Sherlock. Goes, he goes, yeah, he's off AFL pace. He what, goes, he just... What did, uh, what did he do? He goes, no shit, Columbo. <laughs> he goes, really? Thanks. So, look, he had a couple of sloppy moments. There was one kick in particular out on the, the great Sunday stand side, but he's not David Caruso there. A few boys had bad bad kicks. And, and look, I... I you know, we all know what our supporters are like. We we have players that we love and we have players that are whipping boys. Mm. We've had a couple of moments in the last couple of weeks where Liam Stocker has his left foot disposal and, and Cripper does it as well. Sometimes he's on his left foot and it's deplorable. And <laughs> it's not like it's not like local seconds quality. You're like this is <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. There's a couple where could, He's, he's missed his air, like his yeah. fresh air. And, and, like, well, and in fairness, I think and, one of them, and, his ankle was and, barely hanging and, on. And in fairness, those supporters, you never hear any criticism of those situations, yet player fucks it, yeah. bit of disposal up, Dow does it, Look, O'Brien I've, does it, and they will tell you every last oh, instance mate, where mate, they've, if Lockie they've O'Brien, missed the brief. If Lockie O'Brien that steps a tone out, we get notifications. <laughs> oh, did you see that? You see that? Yep. They don't come at us when he fucking laces someone out 50 metres away. Yep. But no, look, and I've got a note here about stock later on. 
his kicking early was very, very bad, but better yep. the longer the game went Agreed. for whatever reason. And look, I love him as well. It's not, not mm. saying that he's not one of my and, that, and that's what all, I meant so. by, off the top, we spoke about taking out the trash and this yep. idea is, like, don't just pot people because we've had a loss. No. Liam Stock has got a lot to work with and maybe it's a matter of early in games his kicking is, for I don't know if it's, be making it a trend or rushed if it is a trend. Nerves or it's rushed or nerve or whatever it is. Yep. So maybe that's about a process with our mate uh, Greavesy. Yep. Maybe that's a process. Old Redbeard. Uh, that, uh, yeah, <laughs> that he has to sort out, have a bit of a chat about what's a method we can put in place because, uh, as we said, his kicking was better as we go on. And, and Jack Carroll puts himself in some positions We've got to talk about Jack that Carroll. are dead set elite and I love some of the stuff that he does, but there just needs to be the next step the next layer, the next, you know, um, stage God, mate, in his improvement. I turned to Dad and I said, thank God for my mentions, that wasn't Lockie O'Brien yeah, yeah. out on the wing. Um, and this is a micro shout-out, much in the same vein as the one we just gave Dow. A little mi- uh, micro shout-out, micro chicken salad, a little traveller chicken salad for Matt Oes. Yep. Two enormous goals yep. in the last quarter set shots. Gave Excellent. shot. Excellent temperament and technique to do. And he hadn't been converting of late no, either. No. So but just just to, to have the temperament and the technique to go back in those moments and quickly yep. and put the goals through was really, really good. No one is thinking that Matt Owies is a star, but he is a willing soldier. Matt Cottrell's second quarter, in fact, probably his whole first half, I thought was really, really good. Third quarter, I don't know if he was the guy that had the responsibility for steel tri- side bottom. It was tricky to kind of know because... We, sh- we were switching yeah. wings a lot. Um, but there was a period of the game where steel side bottom was the most important player. on, the- And I think I texted and said, was, yeah. it really feels like whoever can impact and influence the game the most out of Matthew Cottrell and steel side bottom probably wins this game. That's to, not to go a good aside. equation for us. No, it's not. It's not exactly right. To but- go with your side, he... And Pendles are still their two best players. Which is their biggest problem. That's the problem that someone was talking about their rebuild, and I said, your rebuild hasn't started. Correct. This reeks of, uh, who was playing full forward for Essendon last year? Carl Hooker. Carl Hooker had yeah. a decent year last year. Yeah. Th- that wasn't good for you. No, no. not at all. Um, but with Steele, I think we, we spoke about Cottrell there. For me, Cottrell's the perfect matchup because you just go, we're sacrificing you. You're the pawn. Go. We are sacrificing you. You're going to be a complete, especially once Steele got going. You're going to be lock him down. A completely negative player. Um, who goes out for Martin? It's probably Motlop. Yeah. It, it, it's yeah. It's either a Motlop or a Nunes or a Carroll. Because truthfully, the Durden Owies and Motlop mix is collectively too inexperienced. Yes. Yep. Um, and we're lacking a little bit of height. Exactly right. Yeah. I thought well, you've got Kennedy has to come back in too. Now, whether Kennedy's straight to fit Dow. I think he goes for Carroll. And Nunes. I think Nunes and Carroll are the two right on the lip. And yep. then what, what happens? What lot potentially? And, and, and I don't think Weeders can be a one-for-one. One. I, I, you know, because nah. you, you, you've got much. I can, me personally, I can't... Irritate Sean and say Moneyball. No, no. Moneyball. No, I can't... Work. We have to replace 12 it, marks. Yeah. <laughs> Marchbank, I don't think we can sit him at centre-half back and say, take the role, because I don't think he's ready to do it at the yeah. AFL level. You want him being... Plows at centre-half back, weirdly. He, I, he, I don't know that he is. Part of me is... Who else is going to go there? Sam mate, Durden. <laughs> mate, with, with Marchbank, to be honest with you, part of me is almost uh, suck it and see, just, mate, we need you to get out well, there. Well, and like, this, and if this, you, if well, you break, if, if you break, Kemp, you break. If Kemp's a key defender, it's time to step up. Well, and this is the other thing, and the, the only thing I'm trying to work out is, do you stick Kemp at centre-half back, or do you say, no, Lewis Young, you're going to play centre-half back, 
and we're going to play somebody at fullback, or, or or are you exposing somebody who's too young and too inexperienced at too dangerous a position? I'm going to go back to a pod favourite. This is one that we haven't seen. Do you know who said. can take a mark and intercept and got a bit of pace but loves going a bit of a run? Willow. 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 Yeah, I've, I've written him down. Um, you know, I'm going to say this one. Papa Ganoush, I haven't said this for a very long time on the pod. Not all the turtles make it to the sea. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need to know if they can sink or swim sooner. Fashion, fashion. You said something about fashion. Fashion's never finished. It's, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Fashion's never finished. Because it like, it's, it's always evolving. It's always changing. It's always moving. That's Bill and era. That is the, 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 the Bill and months. <laughs> what a time. What a time to be you alive. You buy a box set. Uh, chicken shits. We kind of t- touched on it there just uh, earlier. Adjusting and controlling the pace of the game. You know, once Weeders went off, did we adjust quickly enough? It is no, an enormous no. blow. It does throw everything into disarray. We're not, uh, you know, it did feel a little bit longer than it should have yep. in terms of okay, what are we doing? What's the contingency? This has happened. Um, how how do we handle it? And, and as you said, we were lucky that we weren't five goals down. We were four goals down at one point. Well, I guess so. I looked at that this morning. And I don't know if it's when you know the result, you're kind of trying to play out scenarios that you think might have happened. But it looked to me like Collingwood have actually gone, put the foot down. He's not there. And have almost inadvertently allowed us to stay in it. Kind of went too hard. Going the other way. Overcorrected, yeah. Whereas whereas They did a a Josh DeLuca. When we set up for it, they were kind of picking their moments. When we turned it over, go, hit us. Yeah. Absolutely, we can kind of, We've actually sort of spoken about a few of these different things, but you know, um, you know, Maddie Cottrell giving Sidewater a little bit too much space. Um, ultimately, he he's just doing what the coach tells him to do. Well, and I and think it's sort and, of and his correction was to be the extra body down into def- to defence to be able to help out. Mm. And Sidebottom is smart enough and capable enough to be able to take advantage. And you're going, I'm not hanging Cotters for that, and I'm probably not hanging the coaches' group for that. It was just. You know, elements of the game got away from from us. There's an opposition out there, Timbo, trying to Who win the game too. Who are trying to score? Yeah, exactly um, right. Carroll, he's had a rough couple of weeks, um, but in his defence, I actually thought he was the a poor choice as the sub. Um, whether you know you decide to play him in the seniors or the seconds, I think he needs a full game. Yeah. So if you can't squeeze him into the best 22 at the senior level, play him. Play him at VFL level. Give him a full. Put him on a wing, whatever. Yep. If you're going to have a sub. Now, mind you, I hate the sub. I think it's you get an ridiculous. Injury, fuck off, bad luck. But if you can have a sub in the pure sense of you know to replace someone who's gone off with a long-term injury, why is there one person? Why have you got one option? It should be your emergencies. If, if, I'm saying, like, if Kemp was available, he just would have come on and filled the hole. This is where you can get clever as well, where you can, and there's no reason why you couldn't do this with scheduling. You just play your seconds after your firsts. If the scheduling permits it, yeah. Well, just do it. If you play Sunday night, well, you twos are playing Monday morning. Bad luck. <laughs> it's, 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 oh yeah, well, Sean, I mean, you're not delivering the mail, you I mean, go to Box Hill. Like you would just go, you just play... Well, I've got a big one with the, the VFL stuff should probably be earlier anyway, but even if it's a tiny bit later, and you just, there's going to be some occasions where it doesn't work and then those players just don't play that weekend. But I reckon some people will stick around and watch the twos play after the ones immediately. Yeah, potentially. You they get a half a, half hour where everything starts to die down. They did it? a reverse double header, yeah, an inverted double header. Stick around. It would be interesting. Stick around and but, watch but, the but, twos. But I understand what you're saying. I mean, that they would argue that three players or you know, two players not getting a game is terrible, and you go, yeah, of course it is. 
But is there a way you can mitigate that potentially? Yep. Um, it, there's just a couple of moments with Carol you kind of touched it. A little bit like when we saw Philp at the level a couple of years ago, you're just not quite ready. It's not to say that you'll never be ready, but you're just not quite it's not ready. There, not there you know. Which is fine, but he, he does some nice things. And we, we touched on stocks kicking is that the issue we've got with him at the moment in, in early in the games particularly is if I'm an opposition coach, I'm happy to stand off him coming out of half back. I'm actually happy to say, let him get the ball. Mm. Let him be the body that they give the ball to so he's running out because he'll probably turn it over. And it's going to be easier than tackling him or whatever. He, he actually might just give it straight back to us. But when like did, I said, his uh, kicking did improve. Where does Timbo's mate, Lockie Fogarty, sit in all this? Is he in just the twos, yeah. Well, again... Just, he's, just too he's, slow to be in this setup. Yeah, I... Th- look, he doesn't solve any problems that we have no, at the moment. No, exactly right. doesn't solve any defensive issues we've got. Well, this is the thing, you know, we, we've got a glut of small forwards. We've got... And we, we don't... We, we've been rotating some of our bigger-bodied midfielders. We've been able to have them uh, cater for one another. Dow finally got an opportunity because Kennedy went out. Um, that hasn't been the Achilles heel. It's been, what's the wing mix? Get that right and be comfortable with what that's looking like. It I was, use, who uh, are our small forwards? I use seasoning and uh, uh, some marinade. <laughs> but then... Honey, but, honey, yeah. uh, honey's really well, your delicious. Your plum sauce, you're happy with your... You love, uh, it. You love a plum sauce. Mate. Sean's favourite sauce is the barbecue plum sauce from... Yeah, honey. sweet and sour sauce at McDonald's is the iconic staple of the condiment sauces. I can't stand it. The barbecue sauce at Macca's is fine. Ah, no, please, no, 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 Look, no, no. I, I like barbecue sauce. But the Hungry Jack's barbecue plum sauce is legitimately top tier. Really, it is quite nice. They need to bottle. Like, they need it. to. They need it's to like, bottle it. I don't know, know, everyone always used to say Nando's need to sell the Perrinades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do now. Why don't McDonald's sell the sweet and sour sauce? All See, I'm not a big fan. And you just buy it from McDonald's. You just yeah. buy the. You can just buy a bottle of it. It's bizarre. It's like the maple syrup at Pancake Parlor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're exactly right. Smartest thing they ever did. And then they do the pancake mix as well. They do too, which is a good idea. I don't know why they, they just do the the actual like the flour like the. They should put it in the bottles where it's the quick mix, yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, the shaker. Yeah, yeah. What was that gesture you were <laughs> I've, uh, I love taking the snapshot of pouring the maple syrup on on the pancakes and sending it to my sister-in-law. Because like, when her partner was here, he was like, the maple syrup here is shit. Just sugar water. Because he's, he he's Canadian, he isn't Yeah. Well, that's their two biggest exports, isn't it? Bacon, or oh, three, bacon, maple syrup and denim. Is that right? I don't know. They just like all three of them. Yeah, I don't know if they're enough. selling them. Um, that's the Canadian tuxedo, of course. It's the <laughs> double denim. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Had a chat to Sam Walsh yesterday on the way to Bendigo. Fantastic. There How is she? What a treat. What a time. She's going well. What a time to be alive. Um, S.I. Morales Memorial Buster Nut Trophy time. Who do you love? Very good. Uh, now, I understand this award better than anyone. It's clear. You two have had opportunities to nominate and you've really screwed the pooch. I am going to nomination. Okay, give us your nomination. Sam Doherty. Idiot. <laughs> Tim. <laughs> Plow. Okay. Maybe I went too fast with the idiot thing, but you're both thinking, you're thinking the right thing, but I'm thinking bigger. I'm giving the SI Morales to our back six. Yeah, okay. The all pumps to the wheel. All, yeah. all pumps to the wheel. I think. I think. Sam. <laughs> all pumps to the wheel. All the shoulders to the pump. <laughs> I'm writing I, that I, down. I all pumps to the wheel. Pete Molinas would be listening to this guy. <laughs> I don't see the issue with it. <laughs> he said earlier you got it wrong. Yeah. 
You're going to cover all the stones. I've heard him say that. You're going to cover all the stones. Uh, I've heard him say stir the feathers. Um, um, These aren't even mixed metaphors. They're just rubbish. It's just gibberish. Oh, he's, he's got a couple of other brilliant ones. I, I text I text them to Alex. As soon as they come up, I just I, I have to text them. <laughs> got a Jimmy Carr laugh. Um, Pete does the, oh, yeah, that's his thing. Now I'm going to give him some credit. We'd, okay, we do uh, like an MGA versus uh, ethos battle. Well, you, know, you know, we've done golf days and stuff. What about when they came down and they said they were playing basketball? And I was like, oh, that's interesting. We were doing an MGA versus ethos basketball tournament. That was before um, Corporate One removed the basketball. Uh, <laughs> I still can't believe they did that. The basketball ring. Um Anyway, I thought, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, basketball. So I came down. I thought, okay, well, who's my partner? They were just basically playing around the world. Yeah, Who but cares? It's, it's, it's very, very, very... No, then we ended up... We've played... It's the dumbest game ever. It was like, you're actually played playing a game. We've played two and stuff. But um, <laughs> what about we played two on two? Sean was in slides. It wasn't good. Um, I was wearing these. So we yeah. went to... We all decided to pack up early on Friday and we headed to 10-pin bowling. It Fantastic. A, it was 11 a.m. Have <laughs> you had enough? Pete Molinas, gun. Really? Yeah. Best on ground by a country mile. Was he doing the old, you know, getting the... He was, he was stu- I don't think he was feeling 100%, but he was, he was doing the John O'Brown one finger, but did, not the... Did oh, he yeah. Have, did, did he have the um, Big Earn McCracken, the rose, inside the ball? <laughs> that, that's good. No. But does he get the spin going together, no, or does well, he just bowl it on the right angle? I should have given up on the spin very early, but yeah. you know, I'm just... Stubborn. You need to play. I, I got it in probably my second last bowl. No, I got no, a no, perfect no, 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 spin. No, no, no. When you go bowling, especially if you haven't gone bowling for a very long time, you actually need to play two games. The first game is just blowing the cobwebs out. Yeah, yeah. we played two. You just get rid of them because <laughs> most of us got worse. No, oh, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny game. That's yeah. weird. I find it very rarely go bowling, but I find it. Yeah, the first game is very rusty, and then you sort of get a bit of a rhythm. Like I think we went to one for a Christmas party one year. But a few of us stayed around and played a second game. We all got like, we got like one sixties and yeah, one sixty. Pete doesn't mean on the one. No, but like, but I mean, we yeah. started. No, but I mean, we we started at like ninety five. First game was ninety fives yeah. and whatever. But we yeah. the, be, the best thing is we get there, and it's obviously easy to understand once you're there. But Pete, he just knew the knew the scoring straight away. He go, no, you're going to do this, 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 and this. Oh. He doesn't have to do it. It's all automated. No, no, but he knew like, oh, yeah, he goes, I'm going to do it by hand. I bought my own book. This is going to double, <laughs> double, you know, your next score is going to be double if you get a spare or a strike. Imagine how, like, that's so funny, isn't it? That's like an evolution of society in that once upon a time, like even little things. So once upon a time, if a new song came out, you, li- you had to buy the sheet music and someone you knew had to play the piano, yep. to know the piano, to be yeah. able to play you the, heard this song? the tune. So you get the sheet music. That was how that was like how you moved music. That was the the single of the time. Was it? Does anyone you know play the piano? And back then, quite a f- more people mm. did than now because of this reason. And you'd come around and go, "Oh yeah, okay." And someone who played the piano would play the song, and you go, "Oh, that's the new song of the time." Funny. Bowling's the same sort of thing where you'd be like, "Does anyone know how to score? <laughs> who scores? Whose bowl is it now?" Yes. Who does? Who? I've got a strike. Actually, what does that mean? They, Used to be the little table yes. that you clipped your paper to, the and then they, then the, then the the keypad was replaced on that yeah. rather than there. Their seats have been removed altogether. Yeah, so it's just a little 
thing that has the little fan and shits the ball back. <laughs> little fan, you with your fingers. <laughs> you just roll your finger over it like that makes any difference whatsoever. <laughs> just in case some kid with a sweaty hang. <laughs> yeah, and, and the shoes are still as awkward and dorky oh, as ever. Aren't they? So, um, Surely, yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? So Pete Molinas, shout out. Big shout man. out to Ethos360, best in the business. But you keep saying that. They, they are the best uh, in the business. Are they giving us anything for this? Yes, they are. What? Oh, really? Yeah. I'll, I'll talk to you post-pod. Ethos360, contact Nathan and the lads. They're not giving us all anything. all your recruitment needs. Best in the business. <laughs> if, what are they giving us? I'll tell you after the pod. Okay. Uh, some barbecue I'll, plum sauce. Hey, hey, <laughs> he, he's hey. got Maccas to bottle you hey, some sweet and sour hey. sauce. I'd take it. Let's, I'd be going, that's, I'd be like Kramer with the... You know, I've got your free coffee at the every one of our restaurants. I'd go, it's a deal. It's, it's a deal. Um, Was he going to get 10 grand or something? Yeah, no, I'm going to give him like a huge payout. <laughs> and? <laughs> uh, who told him to put the balm on? That's the question. <clears throat> it is time now for... You've got mail. Uh, Andy, stop that. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. What an idiot. Um, <laughs> Can we give a shout-out to the uh, the quadruple... Oh, the quadruple winning Liverpool? Yeah. Well it's done. Not, it's not for everyone. Winning major <laughs> trophies. They went okay. Yeah. You basically won a cup that everyone laughs at Arsenal for winning all the time. And, <laughs> and, the, other, and, and the milk cup that no one gives a shit and about. And a cup that no one cares about until the mm. semi-final. Mm. If, you may, if you make it through, you sort of go, oh, maybe. We'll and in both so of those occasions, the- you beat Chelsea... On penalties. So it was League Cup, and FA Cup they won. Didn't score in the final. Can you which, which of the was it League or the FA Cup final where they were like Chelsea with a better team? FA Cup final. Maybe, yeah, I got yeah. them confused. Mind you, Tebow Tebow or however you say his first name. Courtois. Courtois. Say, Courtois. Mate, we've spoken about this before. Don't be hard up that the goalie's done his job. Yeah, he's done well. <laughs> like <laughs> Oh, if it wasn't for him, how dare he do his job? Like yeah. what well, should it just be an empty net? Mm. His point is his job, his entire existence is predicated on him stopping the ball. had this with Alex when David De Gea had this outrageous game against Arsenal. And he goes, oh, if it wasn't for David De Gea, uh, Alexis Sanchez would have scored five goals. And I said, well, if it wasn't for Alex Sanchez, he would have had zero shots on target. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. You take away your best player, well, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. They were there. He's doing his job. He's allowed to do his job. Yeah. Um, the Teague strain. With Sauce up forward, in the ruck, down back, and around the contest, is the comedy around his only getting a game actually the opposite? Wouldn't ask it of any other existing player on our list. From a jack-of-all-trades point of view, literally, pardon the pun, um, Sauce is giving us unbelievable value. Well, which other player in the competition Does he is, fulfill asked, his destiny now? is asked to do as much as what Jack Silvani is no. being asked right now? No. Are you suggesting this is a Lady in the Lake-style finding of Excalibur? <laughs> that we need a key defender. And all of a sudden, Jack's the number one. Guy. He, just, he just walks up to Vossinga. There's whistles in the breeze and there's like... It. I've got this. It's like the, the change room goes dark and there's and just it, a light on the jumper. And he one. becomes a punching machine just to spoil. He speaks to his old, old man, appears to him like yeah. Obi-Wan. It's, it. it's a ghost. He's still alive. But Sean it, doesn't like Obi-Wan. No. The little girl's irritating me. No, 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 no. No, see, here's the thing. Have you seen past the first two episodes? No, because that's all that's been released. Oh, no, maybe you've got some bootleg no, type. No, no, no. So, no, the little little Leia. The Irritating. Ca- no, she sh- she's fine because she's feisty and fun and that's what Leia is mm. and you know, mischievous. She just should be in the show. 
Leia just shouldn't be in the show, full stop. But her characterization is fine. Um, what were we talking about? But Leia, you know, Sauce, and as you know, like Sauce teaches him the dark arts, you know, like a Mr. Miyagi mm. squirrel grip, <laughs> fist to the jumper, <laughs> arms around, but not really grabbing, but you're kind of you're hugging him, but you're not holding. Sylvani Crane technique. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, this is a good one. I like this one from Sam Eliano. In 2000, when we lost to the, the Bombers in round 20, it was overshadowed by Cooter's knee injury. I felt exactly the same yesterday. When Weeders went down, the result lost significance. I was numb from halfway through the first quarter. Did anyone else feel the same? The oxygen was, from the Carlton point of view, the Collingwood Nuffies probably didn't even realise he was off. Um but the oxygen was absolutely sucked out of the. Well, it was just the fear of if this costs us this, and you even people thought were thinking beyond. It, it may not cost us even this game, but it puts a dent in so much. Twenty twelve, people have got a lot of PS. What is oh, PTSD? PTSD about twenty twelve, and I know it was it was wheelers because it was Karata, but it was everyone has that round four loss test and as the. Turning point where everything just turned to shit. Just fell apart, yeah. Picto Bento. Why is no one talking about Daniel Talia for a mid-season pickup? If he's fit and healthy, we'd have to pick him up just a season's end. Uh, a seasoned hand, or head, sorry, to help fill holes for this year. What's he doing? Well, I think his ankle was just done. Because if he was fit, that would make perfect sense. Absolutely. But he, I think he might just be a case of, was it? I think it was ankle, I could be wrong. But foot or ankle, whatever yeah. his issue was, was like it significant. Yeah. But I mean, he hasn't played for a pretty long time. I mean, who knows? I mean, I'm sure they're talking to everyone, and if, if they've got a, an imagination, his is a name that would absolutely have come up. And this is exactly what we spoke about with that draft reform thing. Is you just you just go out to a guy like that and go, "Have you got six weeks in you?" Yeah. I'm just trying to think. You know, how, I mean, even a Kyle Hooker. You know, could you say to a Kyle Hooker, "Have you got six? You know, we need a stopgap for five games of football." Can you can you give us five games of football? Mm. What about Jonesy? <laughs> well, well, you got to get the kid vaxxed. So, but no, apparently you? they said because he retired, he's not eligible in the. So I don't know whether nah, we it's can, all bullshit. Mel Michael fucking him or whatever. retired, left clubs, changed. The, uh, Why didn't we just fucking like against his will vaccinate him? Yeah, just jab him. Just do an Essendon. It's vitamins. It's just vitamins. Jonesy, this is going to give you a really, really, really tanned penis. (laughs) And And he was like, that sounds good. He comes to the club and says, I've been vaxxed against my will. No, we're actually giving you AOD 9604, whatever it was. You're going to become a beast. Rip your hamstring. They all did hamstrings. Remember that? (laughs) Uh, What was that guy's name? The guy on the bench. The The weapon. Yeah, the weapon. The weapon. Weapon. Dean Robinson. And then his brother was like a premiership coach at Sydney Roosters. Is that his brother? Yeah. yeah okay. Got the same. Craig? F- I'll say Craig. Uh, yeah, I don't Craig know. Robertson, he's a comedian. Yeah, he's DJ Request. <laughs> All right. Um, it's too late for you. You're already <laughs> in the hole. You're already in the hole. I'm just trying to find another one. Go on, take it. After we select a key defender at the mid season draft. Is it a given that we pick up a Ruckman? Um, what do you reckon? I don't know. It's a hard one because you're committing. What are you committing to this guy for? Well, it, how just, long? it just seems we did that last year with Murkov. I, I, I think yeah, he, he I was, think you can overcapitalize. He was taken as a project Ruckman. No, he was. If you're going for a ready-made, if Deconning goes down, we got nothing. We got Lewis Young, and there's one less bloke in our backline. 
Mm-hmm. We'll start rucking Paddy Cripps again. See how people like that. Oh, well, yeah, well, no, people didn't like that at all. No. Uh, Neil Harper, what's the solution for our other wing? Most are happy enough with Lob at the moment, but Cottrell, Noon, Setterfield aren't working. To have side bottom pretty much be BOG with no one near him was embarrassing. Is it Walsh? Is it Fisher? Or do we just wait for Amon? Or is it Cunningham? <laughs> we just pencilling Carl Half tightness now, so. What? Yeah, apparently. Who's out? Uh, Cunners. He's got calf tightness. Yeah. He hasn't played. He's done a, he's done a Mitch McGovern. He's got injured doing nothing. Mm. I don't know what he's Sorry to be the bearer oh, of I, bad I, mean, I mean, this is the first time Tim's ever been, like, a medical question put to him and he's got nothing to say. Yes, that's true. Make it up, Tim. Uh, Jimmy Never. Faz, um, why do you think Saar doesn't get the respect he deserves from media outlets? I think it's because he doesn't, and this is his own choice, and he, he just doesn't have a profile. Doesn't have the look that they like. Oh, I don't think it's that. I just think he just doesn't have a profile, and that's and he's like I've seen him speak and he's fine, but he just doesn't. want... It's very quiet. He just, but he just doesn't want that spotlight. Mm. So, you know, I think he's he just doesn't really want to do that kind of stuff. And yeah, um, Walsh in sticks. Matt in Bluesland is his handle. I'm six four. My last game was in two thousand and one in the seconds out bush. Should I do a two week preseason? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, do you know how we always talk prepare. about? Like, you know, people, oh, he was he kicked 7,000 goals in the country league or whatever. Obviously, down at Bendigo, where the art gallery is, is right next to the Bendigo football stadium. Honestly. Is that the Queen Elizabeth? Yeah, in no QE2 ground, yeah. It's a beautiful oval. It's lovely. I Last time I was there, I got a speeding ticket on the way home. Nah, no, you're talking about the ground that's on the way in. I'm talking about the one that's right in the, in the centre of the... So where Bendigo it's got the Bombers, old, it's got the old, old grad stand. That's yeah, the, that's, a QE, yeah, that's yeah. the QE2. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the big ship. So if that's the country league, Timbo, there were some blokes who had our rigs out there. It was embarrassing. It's we've fab. We've spoken about this in the past. What the idea of like, oh, like these legends from the bush. Oh, and it's like it's not a legitimate level of football. <laughs> it's like I hate to break it to you, Stephen Oliver. It's like I don't care how many goals you kicked. I don't know how many fucking league medals you won. I don't give a shit. But above all, Sean. Was a great bloke. A great bloke. Ripping bloke. Ripping character. <laughs> loved it. Loved a pod. <laughs> it's like good stuff. He's an alcoholic. <laughs> um, Leonard, uh, can you please dissect our ongoing diabolical kick out strategy? Even with Raul, it's been horrible to watch for a long time. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think that sometimes we can potentially, we can be a little bit predictable and just go out to kind of the tram line. Uh, whichever side of the ground the, the big clusters on, we we probably don't. Yeah, I, I think it's an interesting point. I don't know if we give the the oppo. We, we love the twenty meter kick on the forty five. Yes, yeah, so uh, it one. doesn't bring us undone too much. But what about this for an idea, Tim? What about this? You listening? Yes. It doesn't look like you're listening. I'm listening. You're looking right at me. So what about this? Lockie O'Brien takes the kick in because it's a beautiful kick. Doc can do this as well. This one would. This one would kicking. Got a good <laughs> shoe. Great shoe. So what he does is he just takes up up the middle 20-odd metres and we've got the guys that are amassing on the flank, you know, uh, the tram line. And then we get a couple of guys to dart on the 45 to the other side where there should be a bit of space. And then once they're wise to that and they spread out, there's actually less bodies at the big pack to give a TDK, a Harry, whoever... A better opportunity. I don't understand why clusters and there's not a massive cl- and then a massive spread. 
Yeah, Even if it causes confusion. Because they tried that 35 years ago and it was a roaring success and then it just became out of vogue so no one does it anymore. Yeah. Just get together, everyone on the same side of the ground, and then just fab, bolt fab. in different directions and see where the fuck they go. Because, Fab, you know what happens? What? You know what happens? Oh, we'll do the zone. And you go, well, then we'll just kick it to the pack of 10 of our players. Yes, yeah, <laughs> 10 on two. <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid. Uh, do we want to go one more? Mild Square, I like this one. Whose contract extension gets announced to coincide with uh, Weeder's recovery prognosis? It's a really good point. Have we got any good news? Have we got any good news in the draw? I'll be very worried if on Wednesday or Thursday there's a good news tweet in the morning just to butter us up. Yeah. Um, Peter Carrick, this is what I was looking for. This is a good, uh, good point. In all three losses this year, we've had a vital player subbed out in the first quarter. It was Cripps against the Gold Coast, Pitto against Frio and Weeders yesterday. Did it affect our structure so much to cause these losses? I think on each occasion it mentally impacted the team. All of those players are key foundation structural pieces. Yeah. And very, very Cripps. We've obviously got more midfielders. But Pitto's your number one ruck. Weeders is your number one key back. They go down and it's you, you can't. Put aside quality of, of particularly of Weeders and Cripps, uh, you know Pito's really serviceable competitor, and, and it coincided with Anderson probably having one of his best games in the AFL. Darcy's a, Darcy yeah. and Lob you're going up against with TDK. Yeah, you know, you're just you're just you're just shorthanded, um, and Weeders obviously was just when we were so ridiculously exposed already, but he was the one that was just holding us all together. So look. The the short answer is yes, you're right, but without being disrespectful, yeah. if 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 a Matt Owies goes down yeah, yeah. in the first quarter, you kind of go, oh, it's a shame for it, the kid. Exactly, and, right. okay. that's just the wrong injuries at the wrong time, and it's just bad luck. Our mate David King actually made a salient point today. Rare, I know, but he did say it, where he goes, it's not actually about uh, who you play anymore. When you play, it's when you play them, yeah. So if you get Carlton now, yep. if you get like whoever's got West Coast when they had the stupid COVID outs, North, just crazy, just yeah. you know, extraordinary. Really, North got their one win when they were playing the West Coast thirds. Barely. Yeah, I love telling this story. The bloke who got his video, his jumper, that's right. <laughs> they did an injury. Oh ho, Johnny! We're about to piss on some sandwiches. It's about Johnny Raincloud time now. Johnny Raincloud. Anyone got a Johnny Raincloud? Nah. Just for anyone who didn't, uh, Johnny Raincloud's basically a what grinds my gears. Just have a whinge about something. Unlike you. Unrelated. Could be unrelated to football. Go for it. You don't have one? Oh, mate, I've vented so much in the last 24 hours. I've got nothing left in me. You know what grinds my gears? Give it to me. Assholes who don't text you for four years and then yeah. all of a sudden their team wins. Delight and they come out. And they know what they got last night? Both barrels. And I reloaded and went again. <laughs> he had the uh, bandolier, the Terminator <laughs> 2 style. <laughs> Winning, and this is up. where I tell, tell Kelly all the time. There's friends and there's acquaintances. Got a bloody contact list full of acquaintances, Tim. You know what you need to they do? They all surfaced last night. Tell them. Tell them this. <laughs> tell them. As Daryl Kerrigan said, tell them to fuck off. Mm, did I he like say it. that? He did. <laughs> Okay. No, it was either F off or, or to get effed. 
It's one of the one of the worst movies ever made. I think it's hilarious. I I can't believe that you're not a believer. No, I hate it so much. It's great. No, it's terrible. Uh, Johnny Rainclad for me. We're going to stick with the movie theme. No, what is it? It's beef wrapped in pastry. (laughs) (laughs) It's the beef Wellington. Um, Johnny Rainclad for me. This is an attack on Fabaganoush directly. Uh oh. And I'm here to tell you this directly. We've spoken about this. Gold class is shit. Stop wasting your money. Stop buying people gold class tickets. Stop saving your gold class tickets up for some mythical movie you've been waiting years for. Gold class is shit. If you genuinely want to see a movie, go see it on VMAX. I did VMAX today. Go see it on the biggest screen you can with the best sound. Gold class cinema is the worst cinema. It's the The worst. The biggest screen comment doesn't make sense because that would be the drive-ins and that's the worst experience. I didn't say in history because it would be fucking IMAX, mate. Yeah. You said you go see it on the biggest screen you can. Did he not, Timbo? Tim. Tim? Was it, was it a given that I meant in the multiplex? <laughs> Tim. Tim. What did he say? You go to the IMAX. No, but I mean, you go and see I in like the going multiplex. to gold class. You do. You know why you like going to gold class? With Kelly. And Because you I, think I, it's a night out. No, it's act, not a night out. Because if you actually want to see the movie, so mm. whether it's something you've really been looking forward to or a Top Gun style, or whatever the movie is, if you're really, really looking forward to seeing it, gold class is... The worst screen in the in the facility. No, that's big enough for me. It's terrible. It's just it's no bigger than most people's TVs now. <laughs> it's ridiculous. All the lights are on, so it's a shit house like peripheral experience. Yeah, it's, it's you got dim. assholes coming in and out with like like uh, sliders and mm. loudly eating. It's, it's the definitely worst. Definitely me getting all the, the sliders and, and loudly it's eating. It's the worst experience. Oh, I love it. To watch a movie. I bit into an Arancini ball at a gold class. Arancini. <laughs> I went to a school with an Arancini. Arancini is not a fucking is that, food. Is that Kyle's, Kyle's brother. Kyle's bro- <laughs> brother, Aaron. And I didn't go to school with an Arancini, but seriously, Arancini. You went to, didn't you play Arancini. So- Ar- didn't you play Justin soccer Ka- with uh, Stephen Pace? <laughs> I did play St- soccer with Steve Pace. <laughs> <laughs> Still remember Steve Pace's dad at presentation night. You have to yell that once. He goes, it's Pace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stephen, Stephen Pace got. What happened with this Arancini? Freezing cold, brilliant in the middle. Arancini, and yeah, no good. Well, they got kids. They got eighteen-year-old kids just warming them up. Wow, like so, this is it's all. You this, didn't read the work instruction that day. I'm it's this experience you. that they dress up as this great. It's crap. Kelly and I like overpriced it. garbage. Kelly Go and I and like just, it. Your dad at the South Morang, um Plenty Valley. What did it? Plenty Valley Westfield. Mm. Plenty Valley Westfield's got a lovely outdoor area with lots of fine eateries and establishments. Mm-hmm. And a, like a time zone, which is cool. Go Ton, tons of fun. Why am I giving them a plug? They're not giving us anything. Go to one of these nice restaurants and have a proper meal, mm-hmm. and then just go to see the I, film on the I cinema. Li- you I can like even get the captain's. The, I like the, sp- the captain's. You can, catch. can even get the captain's catch. It was okay. The captain's catch. I had the apple bucket or something. It was mm. like some kind of like Danish stuff. Sean store. and I were the only people there, and mm. yet it took them a good fifteen minutes to give us. It our was food. like this. It was a weird kind of like amalgam of like a McDonald's apple pie and a kind of apple Danish stuffed into a popcorn container uh, with some like ice cream on it. It was fucking great. Oh <laughs> wait, what movie was that? For? First Man. Oh, horrible. Yeah, Fabian didn't get it. Yeah, that's right. I remember you saying that. So slow. Do you want me to tell the story again, Fabian? No, I don't. About First Man? Yeah. No. So it was... Del- I, had a be- I had a better time with Sean when we went to watch... Uh- <laughs> Terminator. <laughs> Terminator. <laughs> Fabian's reaction, one of my all-time favourite reactions, so it's the diabolically bad scene where they go to see the T-1000, T-800, sorry, Arnold, and they go out to see him and they knock on the door and they go in, eventually go in the house and whatever. And... 
So he's living in this cabin and he's wearing like a flannel shirt, whatever. And just in the background, I said to Fab, why are there family photos in the background? <laughs> and then two seconds later, it was revealed that he had shacked up with a woman who was unaware that he was a robot and that he had effectively adopted a young boy named Matteo <laughs> to be his son. Yep. And he owns and operates a small business selling and fitting drapes. What a fucking affront. What was the one about the polka dots? Uh, I told them, don't do it. Yeah. Solid colours. He, he was giving like interior decorating advice and stuff. <laughs> and me and Sean have looked at each other like, what the fuck are we watching? What is, <laughs> is this? Is this the Terminator? What is this turd on my shoe? <laughs> it was so bad that it was funny. It yeah, was I funny. hadn't seen that one. Yeah, it was, and it got to the point where it was such, a, like, it was such disrespect. We, the, we, we were to, actually to the original. We concept. were no, we were laughing out loud, like it was as if it was a comedy. Because well, the whole concept of the Terminator is is one he's of a the killing gr- machine. The greatest. Yeah, well, there's that too, but the it's movie, one of the greatest premise. Yeah, it's brilliant. Oh, you know that you can get. In, in fairness, the movie didn't start well when the credits have barely rolled. Fab's barely sat in his seat, and he's fast asleep. No, no, no. Like we—I don't think we had the captain's catch that day. But whatever we were eating, not even to our lips. And John Connor's just been gunned down in a Guatemalan bar. This is thirty seconds. I said, "Hmm, that's okay, not a good so, start." So he's not in it. That's obviously <laughs> Eddie Furlong's not back. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Detroit Rock City is a long time ago, but yeah. Terminator, what was that one called? Dark Fate. Dark Fate. Could have been, should have been called Terminator Big Turd. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> Just, you know how much movie that money cost, man? That cost, that, how, much, how much movie? How much movie you know how much that, that money cost? cost? That, that cost something like 200 odd million dollars. It would have oh, all right. been in the CGI stuff. With that. I reckon Arnold would have got about 25. Easy. Not, not worth it. Not worth it at all. I was hanging for that because I was supposed to be. James Cameron's involved and it's going to be the proper Terminator You know film. how that works? They go, look, we're making a Terminator movie. We need to use your name. We need to use your name. We need you to endorse it. Here's $5 million. Yeah. He goes, not a problem. Can't wait to see it. And he does the press tour and he goes around saying, it's great. It's exactly what I want it to be. And then when the movie it's comes out, when the movie comes out, he goes, complete shit. I told him it was shit. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> uh, so yeah, gold class. Crap. Stop going to it. It's terrible. We'll be going to it. Not this week, next week. So you're seeing top. He's seeing Top Gun on yep. the equivalent of like an 85 inch television. And Kelly wants to see. Obviously, Elvis. We're going to watch in Gold Class. See it in the big cinema with the big sound. Me do it in the big sound. I do agree. I I don't always agree with this guy, but I think he's onto something here, mate. Do it's, Elvis in dude, the best speakers you can hear. What about Top Gun? Well, that too. Yeah, I. In the dial like old class. Yeah, because you're both two bogans. And you think <laughs> it's a night out. You've been brainwashed. Well, because I wear my muckos. And then. you think it's a night out. And you think it's a, a night out. It is. You think it's a treat. It's just what we like, Sean. It's, you're better than that. I'm going to tell you. Uh, I'm really not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that it? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So, thank you very much for listening in. Uh, I think it's a good idea to put Johnny Raincloud at the back. Yeah. It's I just a, love it when it's a we have cleanser. Yeah, because if you get to Johnny Rainclair, not his bangers that come in because the Blues are back. When we don't win, it just sucks. That does suck. That's it. Only eighties this week. No, no, the, uh, yeah. no. The nineties bangers, as we said earlier, nineties bangers are the donuts. The celebration. Nineties bangers are for yeah. winners. Yeah, donuts are for winners. The hot jam donuts. Hot jam donuts are for winners. 
Fucking how good I, are they? I, I could do a hot gym donut oh. right now. <laughs> I'm a bit hungry. Um, <laughs> all right, for Dr. Tim Davis. Always a pleasure, Sean. Is it, Tim? Not when you get beaten by Colin. No, it's not. And, of course, for the big Faba Ganoush. Arrivederci, ragazzi. Enjoy your week. Billy Ocean. Oh.